We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. gentlemen boys and girls welcome back to another episode of talking halos i am your host today jared timms and i am joined alongside my co-host my partner in crime nate green nate how you doing i'm doing great jared how are you fantastic prefer a little more enthusiasm from you but you know it's a it's a day-to-day thing we'll we'll make it work angels won last night so you know enthusiasm would be good from you <laughs> blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while right eh, i guess if that's how we want to say about it but Yes, you know, the Angels won. They beat the Texas Rangers. You know, just dropping a little farther down with their draft stock. I don't know if that's the right way to look at it at this point in time. But, you know, it is what it is. Make it work. The Angels won. That's exciting. The Mariners are still winning. The Angels have a chance to play spoiler. I, I think they're going to have a chance to play spoiler here with uh, the last three games coming against the Mariners. And it'll... It, honestly, it's going to kind of be a lot of fun, I think. That last three games, there's going to be a lot of people watching those games. There's going to be a lot of eyes in Seattle, and it's it's honestly going to kind of be a good three games, I think. I think the Angels are, you know, they're going to have their mindset right, I'd have to hope, and just go out there and, like I said, try to play spoiler. I don't know. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Let's just get the ad out of the way right now. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I, uh, you know, We thank you here at Talking Halos for all the ideas. Have a great off-season plan for you guys. I'm, I'm super excited to get the off-season going. As weird as that sounds, as, as bad as the season's been, I'm excited to get the off-season going and talk off-season Angels baseball. A lot of fun guests that I am already working on getting on, and it's, it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun to, to talk to all these people. So, Guys, give us one second to pay the bills. Hey everyone, before we start, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or, if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. 
As part of the program, you'll receive cover art, personalized. Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and you name all the other ones. You got them. Okay? The best part is, you can get all of this for only 15 bucks a month. The same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow... Hostel is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance in the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. All right, guys. Nate, let's get this going. We have a lot of angels to talk about, angels baseball to talk about. I'm honestly just going to kind of go straight down my, my feed on Twitter and we're just going to kind of talk about little little angels things along the way. And the first thing that I want to start talking about is David Fletcher. Did you know that David Fletcher does not have a barrel barreled ball this season? I did not. That's impressive, isn't it? Does it? Feel, it does feel like he never hits the ball hard, though. It feels like he gets the hit, and it's a blooper to right. It's a bleeder. It, it does feel like that. I, I don't think. Like he has two home runs, I think this year, correct? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe it's two. Yeah, two home runs, and none of them were barreled. That is impressive. <laughs> like I, and I, I posted this on Twitter. The last, the last person in the Statcast era to not have a barrel that was qualified during the season. Can you just take a guess? Just throw out one player. You, you could. There's a couple guys that I thought of that might be, but there's one guy in particular, former Angel. Wasn't an angel when he did I, it, but I would guess Jeff Mathis, Ben Revere. Oh, okay. Twenty fifteen, yeah. the first year of the Statcast era, and when it comes to barrels, it's kind of interesting because you think of like a hard hit ball as being a barrel, but a ground ball can't be a barrel ball if that makes sense. So like a lot of times, players hit the ball hard on the ground, like really hard on the ground, and you see like hundred and twenty mile an hour singles that were like hit hard through the infield. That's technically not a barrel ball. A barrel ball has to be, I think it was in between 10 and 26 degrees launch angle. So it's got to be hit like on a line or slightly in the air. And above, I think it was 98 miles an hour. So that that's a barrel ball. So David Fletcher hasn't done that this year. He actually hasn't done it since mid-2020. Which, I mean, granted it was a 60-game season, and but... It, it's still it's still fairly impressive, but the reason why I'm bringing this up is there was a lot of David Fletcher slander that is, and in my opinion, kind of unacceptable, and people saying that the David Fletcher extension isn't worth it anymore. I just kind of want to get your two cents on David Fletcher and, you know, has he kind of been used wrong this year and the fans are kind of upset with David Fletcher's performance? And, you know, it, it kind of isn't his fault, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I think hitting him leadoff really puts a lot of eyes on him. And anytime you see a guy hit leadoff who doesn't get on base, it's kind of a head-scratcher. No, no disrespect to David Fletcher, of course, but, like, he doesn't walk. Like, that's not his thing. He, he doesn't walk. He's a contact guy. He likes to put the ball in play. He's willing to swing at a pitch that's over his head and – he thinks striking out is unacceptable. Hitting him ninth 
there's no eyes on him where it's like, oh my gosh, you better get on base every single time. And I think that's been a big, big issue for him is hitting him leadoff. And, you know, he swings at the first pitch a lot. And there are times where he has soft contact because he's swinging at a first pitch, you know, a ball and a half off, but he's putting it in play. So, yeah, I think that's kind of been an issue for him this whole year is like, he doesn't have a leadoff mindset. He has a don't strike out mindset. And the Angels are hitting him leadoff. And I, I'm sure a lot of fans are like, why is this guy hitting leadoff? And some fans are even looking at it going, wow, he was hitting, you know, there was a time where he was hitting 315, I think was the highest he got up to. And I think most of his hits were singles. Yeah, I, I'm all for, like, every, every good team needs a David Fletcher, if that makes sense. Like a guy that can play all over the infield a guy that isn't going to strike out a lot for you, a guy that is going to, you know, just an old-school type of player. And David Fletcher is old-school in his mentality and in the way he plays, but I don't think it, you know, he, he doesn't have that edge of an old-school player, if you're understanding what I'm saying. But I, I just kind of wanted to throw out, you know, the whole David Fletcher versus David Eckstein comparison, and it's... You know, just on the offensive side of things, it's it's eerily similar. <laughs> so David Fletcher, this was came in yesterday. He's since played one more game. David Fletcher has played 435 games. He's slashing 281, 329, and 367 with an 89 WRC plus, 12 home runs, and a nine point. Well, actually, a 6.5 walk rate. Those were the closest numbers. David Eckstein threw his first. 435 games, 278, 348, 357, with a 93 WRC+, plus, 72 doubles, 15 home runs, and a 6.4 walk rate. So if you're going to you know, give David Fletcher the slander, I think you almost have to say, you know, hey, David Eckstein gets the slander as well. And granted, they're not good hitters. That's fair. According to the new metrics. Like, David Fletcher is perfectly fine, in my opinion. Like, I think that he's a good number nine hitter. I think that he gets everything kind of restarted. He's going to give you long at-bats. And, you know, it, it for Brandon Marsh. Because I think Brandon Marsh is the future leadoff hitter. Correct? Possibly, yeah. Unless you're going to put Shohei Otani or Anthony Rendon or Mike Trout leading off, which... I have no issue with batting any of those guys lead off, right? Yeah, I I wouldn't mind seeing Trout lead off, Otani two, Rendon three, and you know just keep it going like that. But um, Marsh makes sense, and I'm just he, thinking, he's really looked good the, the last part of this. Basically, from the middle of August on, he's really looked good. So I I don't have a problem with him leading off. Yeah, I'm just thinking Joe Madden style of baseball. Brandon Marsh just kind of fits that, and it makes. A lot of sense that he's kind of going to be the future leadoff hitter, and I and I have no issue with it. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to get your opinion on you know David Fletcher and the extension, and you know it just kind of popped into my head like you know he's been kind of used in bad situations if that makes sense. Like there's no reason for David Fletcher to be hitting leadoff, except for when he was on that crazy hit streak, and I'm totally fine with that. Like every player is going to get hot, and he deserves to be put higher in the batting order and such. But I you know it's just kind of one of those things where. I don't know. I think he's been kind of used wrong this year, and I think that's as far as we need to go with it. So, 
Nate, yesterday the Yankees optioned Andrew Heaney. <laughs> I know you, oh, yeah. it's your favorite oh, player. Yeah. <laughs> I know Andrew Heaney's your favorite player. And I just kind of wanted to bring that up. The Angels traded Andrew Heaney at the trade deadline for Jansen Junk, Elvis Baguero. We've seen both of them up. Actually, Jansen Junk pitches, pitched two days ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yesterday? Yes. He pitched, yes. he pitched yesterday. I don't know if he got the win or not. But, hey, Jansen Junk is starting in the major leagues. Andrew Heaney got basically DFA'd or he got optioned down in the minors. And it's unfortunate. I never want to see former Angels do this because... It sucks, especially Andrew Heaney, who's one of the, if not the best dudes in baseball, part of the MLBPA, and, you know, has a lot to say about Major League Baseball, and, and we're probably going to hear a lot from Andrew this offseason, but, you know, it just kind of sucks, to be honest. Like, we don't want to see that happen. Like, we know Andrew Heaney isn't the best of pitchers, and Yankee Stadium probably wasn't the best spot for him either, being that, you know, he does give up a lot of home runs, and he does, you know, like you say, have always have the Andrew Heaney starts where he goes five innings, pitches 120 pitches, walks a couple guys, works deep into counts, and, you know, it kind of sucks that Yankee fans didn't really get to see the, the true Andrew Heaney, but, you know, it is what it is. So you have anything to say about Andrew Heaney? That is the true Andrew Heaney. The four and a third, the three runs, and the, the eight punchies. I, eh, so bit you know like like I said, it sucks. Yeah, you f- you feel bad for him. I, d- I didn't know they were gonna do this. Um, you know they're in a they're in a tight playoff race. They gotta win games. I definitely was expecting him not to make the playoff roster. I I was looking at their roster, going, "There's absolutely no chance Andrew Heaney makes the playoff roster." But to see this, I saw it yesterday. It was a little bit of a surprise because they did trade for him at the trade deadline. They didn't DFA him. They didn't. It was just kind of a, a mutual thing where I think they had to work an agreement out with Andrew Heaney and say, "Hey, um, we're still going to pay you this, this, and this. You're going to go down, and you're not going to go down and play in the minor leagues. You're just not going to be on the active roster." Is the way I understood it. But yeah, it's it's always crazy um, to see something like that. But it is kind of encouraging to see the Angels be on the other side of this for the first time. Because typically we're the ones trading for a guy who gets DFA'd or signing a guy who gets DFA'd. And we're usually trading a guy who becomes, you know, um, the MVP of baseball. So it is kind of good to see the Angels on the other side of a trade like this for the first time in a very long time. Yeah, and like I said, I, I'm not that I'm excited about it, but it, it's good to see that. It's unfortunate that Andrew Heaney had to be that guy because just such a great guy. But on to our next topic and the Angels Instructs, which is basically extended minor league season roster, if that makes sense, has it came out. A lot of really, really good players. Actually a lot of top forty, top fifty prospects are gonna be playing, including guys like Sam Bachman, Kai Bush, Jack Kachanowicz, Fernando Ganer, who had a fantastic season in the DSL. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Well, there's reports are coming out of him. Uh, Jeremy Aracho, who had a really good season. Adrian Placencia, Jeremiah Jackson, Jordan Adams. Basically, everybody who is anybody will be playing for the Angels Instructs League. And I'm hoping that we're going to get a lot of good reports coming out of there. I know that, you know, I said not a lot of guys 
know about the Angels minor league system, but Jordan Adams is playing for you. You excited about that one? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you you kind of knew that he was going to be playing something this this off season, uh, missing a lot of time with the injury. So he needs his at bats. He needs to get whatever he possibly can um, to show that he is something. Whether it's a trade piece, whether it's a big leaguer, he's got to do. He's got to get his work in. So this was not shocking news at all to see the big names because. Most of the big names in the Angels farm system have been hurt this year. I mean, you go through it, Jeremiah Jackson missed time, Jordan Adams missed time, um, Kyron Paris missed time. Like, all of the big names in the top ten missed significant amount of time, it felt like. So it's not really surprising to see the big names in uh, in Instruct this, this offseason. No, it's, like I said, we'll get reports. Reports are going to be probably very good coming out of Instructs. I think that the Angels have one of the better instruct, you know, leagues out there and it'll be a lot of fun. I you know, I just wanted to kind of mention the roster and you know, it's minor league baseball which is which is a lot of fun. Uh, more Angels news. Like I said, I'm literally just going up my feed right now and, and looking at news and you know. So Roberto Clemente Award, it's always a fun one. I think that's like the most charitable, you know, community involved player. Yep. Uh, Mike Trout, of course. I mean the mm-hmm. dude the dude's unbelievable. Um, I didn't get to speak with him about it, but, you know, Mike Trout is what it is. And, you know, I actually got told by somebody, um, you know, that I need to talk more about Mike Trout because he is unbelievable. So there's your Mike Trout news. I know that he's not playing, but again, just a great human being, if that makes sense. And, and he's just unbelievable. It's Mike Trout. You have anything, Mike Trout, you want to say? <laughs> it, it, the guy does it all. Great in the community, great on the field, great off the field. Um, just, just a really good guy. Yeah, it's. I, I don't think he has won this award. I, I think Wainwright has won this award. Um, I know there have been some big name players who have won this award. So, it will be interesting to see who the winner is this year and where he finishes in this race. Yeah, always good to have some Mike Trout news and talk a little bit of Mike Trout. But let's talk Shohei Otani because there are. You know, quite a few things I want to bring up, starting with the Angels lineup last night, and Shohei Otani led off, followed by, again, I have no issue with Phil Gosselin and Jack Mayfield, especially late in the season like this, but followed by Phil, you know, it was Shohei Otani, Phil Gosselin, Jack Mayfield, and Kurt Suzuki in that order. So I, you know, as being the person that I am, thought, I wonder if, it has ever happened that the leadoff hitter has been intentionally walked? I don't think it has. Can you think of a time? Like, I don't think Barry Bonds ever let off for the Giants or even for the Pirates. And that would have been, like, one of the times where, you know, he got intentionally walked. So I don't think that... Maybe he let off an inning yeah, not let off a game. Yeah, definitely let off an inning. But last night would have been... And got intentionally walked is what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. No, last night would have been the night to, you know, first batter of the game, intentionally walk somebody. Joey Otani, like that last night was the perfect night to do it. Because he was followed by Phil Goslin, Jack Mayfield, and Kurt Suzuki in the Angels batting order. Absolutely like it's just brutal, I think. I know we've talked about Angels lineups before, but ah, that, that that's that's a tough pill to swallow. It's a it's a pretty impressive lineup for a team who said they wanted to be a playoff team. And I know they're missing Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon, but like 
the fact that those guys have played this much, and it's not even the two, three guys that it's really, I mean, you could take one of those guys out and put, uh, put Rendon in there, but the four hitter, the guy can't hit his own weight and he's sitting fourth. I'm not one to bash the angels. I think everybody knows that, but man, that's, that's, I don't know what, what numbers. I mean, Kurt Suzuki is, I guess a little bit hot. He had a, he had a good homestand. I'll tell you that. I think he had two home runs on the homestand, which is good for Kurt Suzuki, but my goodness, like there is no reason for Kurt Suzuki to be batting cleanup in any world. Like, and like you said, for a team that said that they wanted to make the playoffs and, you know, continue to push, like, I, I just don't know if I quite understand it. Like, I don't think, I don't know even know if Kurt Suzuki has ever batted fourth in his life. That's kind of an interesting, like, maybe, maybe in Oakland, maybe in Oakland. Oakland does some weird stuff. Correct. Yes. But like, I, I don't know. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of tough for me. I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm kind of speechless on this one, like looking at this lineup now, but on the Shohei Otani thing, like. I thought it would have been kind of cool to see him get intentionally walked as the first batter of the game. Like, it just would have made too much sense. Barry Bonds treatment, for sure. I mean, nobody else is going to hit that lineup the way that they're playing right now. So, wouldn't have, wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world if you're the, if you're the uh, Rangers pitcher. That's fair. So, more Shohei Otani news, because I think that's really the only thing that anybody really cares about. Done pitching for the year. Are you really surprised? Are you surprised by this? No, but I am a little disappointed. Um, like like we talked about earlier in the show, the Angels really have a, a an important series here to play spoiler um, here in Seattle. He would have started Sunday, and I think the fans would have loved to see Shohei Otani. I mean, Seattle fans have always been huge Japanese fans. You know, they've had Ichiro, they've had um, they had Hideki. Uh, I can't remember his last name, but he was the uh, the closer they had. Um, so they, they've had some Japanese guys. They've always had big fandom out there for those type of guys. And, um, I mean, they even have Kikuchi right now. So it, it would have definitely been fun to see Otani make his last start in Seattle in front of, um, fans who really appreciate Shohei Otani. Like, and I don't know. It, it would have been nice. Gives us the best opportunity to play spoiler too. I mean, if, you really want the Mariners to get in. I don't know why you would want the Mariners to get in. I guess you don't pitch Shohei Otani, but I don't know. It, it just it feels like you're you're giving the Mariners the wild card at this point because we already know we're not throwing anybody spectacular in those series. Like we'll probably throw uh, a couple guys that are making you know their professional debut. If, this year and then yeah it's just kind of disheartening to see that we don't care like i said i'm the last person to to bash the angels i think we all know that but the don't care statement really seems to be you know hitting the nail on the head like I, i it's i know that that's not a good thing to say but it really kind of feels like that when you again put a guy like kurt suzuki who's batting under 200, maybe slightly above 200 in the four hole, which again, I know he's been kind of hot and he's been, you know, hitting the ball decently well. And so be it again, that goes for pitching 
Shohei Otani for the last game of the year. You know, possible chance to play spoiler. All eyes on you, you know. You never know what Shohei Otani is going to do. Let him go out there and let him go out there and pitch. But then again, we could be saying the complete opposite if he would if he if he got hurt in the last game of the year, right? I mean, there's there's the positive and negative side to think about it. So I don't know. It's it's kind of tough. If he gets hurt, it's not going to be a Tommy John issue. He's already had that. Like you know, if if he gets hurt, he's got six months to relax. That's fair. That's fair. And he's probably and he's probably not going to get hurt. Like if you're thinking that way then there's a real problem with your organization. Like, oh, I'm scared to pitch one of my best pitchers in a game that we're paying him to pitch because we're afraid he could get hurt. So are you not really okay with the way things have gone? Like, you're, you're not okay with, with who your trainers are? You're not okay with who your pitching coach is? You're not okay with all these people in the org? Because if that's the case, then we have a bigger problem than just, you know, winning baseball games. Well, without saying that they have a bigger problem, do we think they have a bigger problem, Nate? I think we mentioned. Yeah. I think. Oh, I think we mentioned it a couple podcasts ago. We definitely think there's a bigger problem in in the organization than wanting to win and, and such like that. I. I mean. To our knowledge, I mean, we don't know anything. We're just sitting here doing this podcast, but we do truly believe that there is a bigger problem in this organization, and where that stems from, I, I don't know. You know, like we're not in the clubhouse. We don't, we don't know. We we hear things from the outside looking in. You know, like last year, you know, we look at the Angels and it's like they could probably have. A, a clubhouse issue like there's no leadership that's something that you know like we can we noticed from the outside looking in and and was it true I mean I don't know there were people saying that there was some type of you know there was no leadership in the clubhouse and it could be the same thing this year too you know like there's not a lot of leadership and and I think that when you look at the team you look at the roster that's very true I don't think there is a lot of leadership on this team and hard to say we were wrong Jared when uh, the Angels literally went out this offseason and said we're getting Dexter Fowler because he's a good clubhouse guy. Oh, 100%. I think that was like the I think that was the biggest issue and I think I think Dexter Fowler was a great ad. Like I think Albert Pujols getting rid of Albert Pujols wasn't the smartest of things. Unfortunately, I, I understand why like that whole thing happened and I think it was more on an Albert Pujols side like Albert just saying, "Hey, I'm kind of done with this organization." And that speaks volumes. It really does, and, and you know when you have a Hall of Fame player, somebody who's known to you know like when you as a young player when you're looking up to players and you look at the like the island nations, um, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, the Bahamas, Jamaica, any anywhere like that, you look at organizations that have a lot of a lot of you know your same nationality guys. And I think that's kind of why we see a lot of these international guys go to the Yankees, go to the Marlins. Uh, Tampa Bay is another team that gets a lot of it. Chicago's gotten a lot in the past. The and, White Sox get all the Cubans. Oh, and, and and why is that? Because you know Jose the, Abreu. Yeah, well, yeah, those players go there, and yes, Jose Abreu is a huge Cuban name. But if Jose Abreu didn't like Chicago and didn't like the White Sox, didn't like the front office then, you know, he wouldn't have stuck around. He wouldn't have signed that massive extension. 
And then he goes and starts, I wouldn't say he's recruiting, but you're able to go and get almost any Cuban that you want because, first off, you have Jose Abreu speaking good things about your organization. But second, you have, you know, you have all these guys wanting to come and play for you. You know, you have, the, you have whoever you want to pick from, you know. So I, I, I get it, you know. Like Albert Pujols was a lot more than just a sub-average hitter. Like, yes, he brought fans to the stance. It's Albert Pujols. He's one of the best players of all time. But he also was able to bring in a lot of young players for you too because they want to be close to one of the best players of all time. And I nothing against Mike Trout or Anthony Rendon or, or heck even Shohei Otani because I think a lot of guys want to want to be mentored and want to be close to those guys because they're such good players. But Albert Pujols speaks a, a you know speaks a different language baseball wise and you know, he actually speaks a literally. different language. Literally speaks a different language. But, I mean, you're understanding what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It makes a lot absolutely. of sense. And, that, that's... and it's going to be a big – it's big, too, right now with Shohei Otani. you got to keep him happy because there is a guy um, in Japan who I know you absolutely love. I think he actually could get posted this, this year. He's a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. You're talking about the pitcher? Uh, the guy you compared to Babe Ruth. Oh, the the second baseman, um, Tets, Tetsugo, I believe is his last name. I can't remember. Is Hideki Tetsugo? I know it's mine. I think he's available this year. I know it's mine, and, and if, I know it's mine and Taylor's favorite international player. We always wanted him to be posted because anytime he does something over there, and um, I think he's playing in the NPBL, the same league as Shohei Otani played. Anytime he does anything, it's like a quick quick sex, and it's like. He's literally putting up Mike Trout numbers. Granted, he's getting a little bit older, and I don't think the Angels necessarily need a second baseman, but the dude's unbelievable. Yes, go on with what you were saying. I apologize. <laughs> well, it was just, you know, you got to keep Shohei Otani happy because there are going to be other guys from Japan that get posted that are very good at baseball. And if you keep Shohei Otani happy and, and you're able to get one of those guys, you know, that, that could be the difference because Shohei Otani's like, hey, I love it here. They let us do what we need to do to, to win games. We, we get guys, and, and we want to win baseball games. And if if they're like, oh, great, I, I get to play with, you know, probably the most popular Japanese player since Ichiro, I'm going to go do it. But if Otani's like, yeah, don't come here. It's not fun. Don't come here. It's not fun. We're, we're not going to win. I'm going to leave in a year or two anyway. You're, you're not going to be getting some, some guys in free agency. That's that's going to be an issue long-term, not just a couple years from now. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's tough. It's tough. I'll, I'll ask you this one last question, and then I have one more Shohei Otani stat for you that he did last night. I think it, we all know what it is, but, but is Shohei Otani happy right now? No. And I don't think anyone's happy because losing is not fun. I mean – Winning solves a lot of problems. We've always said that. I know there are a lot of people that that say that line, but it's not fun losing. I I don't care who you are. You can be the happiest guy in the world. You can be in the best organization of all time. But, like, who's a happy guy that you're thinking of right now? Like, Mookie Betts? Like, if Mookie Betts is on a last place team, that guy's not going to be happy. I, I, I don't care. If he's making millions and millions of dollars, he's just not going to be happy. 
it's hard to be happy when you finish under 500. What is this? You're five? It's a lot. You're six? It's, 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 it's a it's lot a of lot. years. Yeah, it, it is a lot of years in a row, and, and it's tough to be happy. And I think that's kind of why we're seeing frustration boil over with the players, finally. You know, like, it's always been... I, I don't want to say the players have necessarily been lied to, but every single beginning of the season, it's like, you know, we're going to push for this postseason. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And even in the off season, it's like the angels are hyped up. It's like, Oh, this is a good team now. Like they can possibly be a 91 team. This is the year. This is the year. And then it's been consistently finishing 500 sub 500 way below 500 and just kind of being slightly below mediocre slightly below average and and not getting any better so i think that's kind of why we're seeing the frustration finally boil over but yeah i i get it winning winning solves a lot i think that's kind of if if i had a you know if if i were to start a new podcast i think that would be kind of the name of my podcast would be winning solves a lot because <laughs> it makes a lot of sense it, it really does so on to the last shohei otani stat that we have for you here he became the first player in mlb History with 45-plus home runs, 25-plus doubles, 5-plus triples, and 25-plus stolen bases in a single season. Not to mention that he also pitched 130 innings with a 3.18 ERA and 156 strikeouts this season. Nate, is it the best season of all time? That's really, really hard to say. I mean, it's close. The Bond season was unbelievable. You look at Barry Bonds this season when he hit 73. The dude got walked like almost 200 times that year. It's it's very, very good. It's it's definitely going to be something debated for a long time, who had the best season of all time. And it's definitely worth being in the conversation. I, I don't know if if it's enough. Because the average is not as good as, as some other people's has has been. I mean, I think Bonds hit over 330 that year with 73 homers and, you know, 100 and, what do you have, like 120 RBIs that year? Yeah, so some, some stupid like that, that. That's the one that's going to stand out for me just in my mind. Cause 73 is just always going to stand out for me. But it's definitely in the conversations for sure. Yeah, you know, it's tough comparing er different eras of the game but this season for sure is going down as one of the best in history regardless of what stats you look at you know to pitch 130 innings to a sub 3-2 ERA have damn near close to a 30% strikeout rate against players and also hit 45 home runs I mean that's stuff you do like on MLB the show on hard level if that makes sense like it's not that's it's unbelievable what he's what he's been able to do this year and you know it's you know tip the cap to Shohei Otani to be able to do that this year out of any year when the Angels just aren't aren't doing it unfortunately and it, it's it's kind of a shame to see another really good season go to waste but you know it kind of is what it is so guys just want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast if you could subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it leave us a five star review if you would like to. If not, let us know what we can do to get a five-star review from you guys. Uh, follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims. You can go complain to Nate on Twitter at NateGreen34, and have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.